And back the second night of the week. It is Wednesday, four minutes after 7 o'clock here at the Employment Hour, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lots of stuff to get through tonight. The uh, more commandments of termination uh, coming very shortly, as well as always we get into the severance pay calculator. In the meantime, you'll want to check it out for your own severancepaycalculator.com. Find out what your full compensation should be anytime by going to the calculator. More details in just a bit. First, so, pal, we always get to the uh, the week that was. How are you doing? Hey, Johnny. Thank you very Good, much. Man. Great, great back. Uh, it's great to be back here on uh, on AM640 to talk about employment law and workplace rights and uh uh, why not take some questions today and, and answer them and hopefully inform and educate people, let them know what they uh, what, what their rights are. Uh, you know, people email me all the time. They call me all the time with questions. I'm happy to educate and inform. Uh, there's really no such thing as bad questions. A lot of mm-hmm. people feel bad. They say, well, you know, this is probably a dumb question. There's really no dumb questions. Uh, the only dumb questions are the ones you don't ask. Yeah, so right. so give us a call now. We're here till 8 o'clock tonight, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll make this interesting. And to get us, uh, you know, all revved up and ready for this show, let me start off with a couple of situations that I've uh, seen over the past uh, few days. Uh, first one, John, involved uh, a lady, uh, who, very young lady, and worked for a company for a short period of time, um, maybe about six or seven months, and unfortunately was the victim of some very uh, significant and, and very uh, uh, bad harassment on the mm-hmm. on behalf of a coworker. So this was, uh, you know, he he was grabbing her butt. Uh, he was using completely inappropriate language. I'm not going to repeat on the air here. Essentially making uh, uh, her life miserable. I- I'm assuming he thought he was being funny or some sort of a macho guy. Uh, but obviously it was completely unacceptable and inappropriate. Well, she did exactly what she was supposed to do. She went to talk to the boss. Yep. And, and she told him, you know, here's what's happening. This guy's treating me very badly. Uh, and please do something. She even put that in writing. Well, uh, uh, it appears that the boss and this guy were good buddies, worked together for many years, good friends, and the boss did absolutely nothing. Didn't even investigate, didn't even acknowledge it, Uh, didn't speak to her, to him, nothing was done. Uh, So she remained in that situation, and I'm assuming the guy, the the harasser, uh, feeling now even more empowered, continued and things got worse, to the point that she had to go off on a medical leave. Uh, she just couldn't take the stress. And that's when she called me in tears, very upset, wanting yep. to know, well, what do I do now? I can't take this anymore. I don't want to quit my job. I need this job. Uh, but, but, but what happens? Well, first of all, uh, in, in this situation, no employee should ever have to tolerate harassment. No employee should ever have to go to work and be subject to this type of behavior. It's wrong. And it's one of the most basic protections that the law provides so that we're not going to be victims of, of that type of behavior. She did the right thing. She spoke to her boss, tried to reserve, uh, resolve the issues internally. Because that failed, because the boss didn't do anything, now it's a, a matter of treating this as a constructive dismissal. The, the boss of the company has created this poison work environment. They haven't fixed it. And now she can leave and there's a, it's a constructive dismissal mm-hmm. and she can get severance. But beyond that, John, there's also a human rights aspect to this because the guy was treating her uh, inappropriately on, on, on the basis of sex. And because of that, and the boss refusing to do anything about it, now it's discrimination. That's a human rights violation. So this employer did things badly. And, and here's the, the clincher, uh, John. Even if she can't actually prove what the guy did, the, the, the mm-hmm. harasser, it doesn't matter. The fact that she complained and the boss didn't do anything about it, right. irrespective of what the result would have been had he done something about it, it doesn't matter now. That's just an indication there for employers. You have to investigate these, these complaints. You have to take them seriously. 
You can't let the employee suffer. She's going to go off on leave. She is on leave. And I'm going to now get her out of there so she doesn't have to suffer anymore. I'm going to get her severance. I'm going to get her human rights damages. Uh, and this is going to be a, a painful and expensive lesson for her employer. You can't treat people that way. What else you got going on? Second matter, bit of a bizarre one. I'm not, so, not sure I've ever seen one exactly like this. Uh, gentleman worked for a company for a long time in a, in a senior sales position. Uh, called into a meeting with the owner of the company and uh, the HR person, handed the letter and told, we think that the, the way you were treating people recently, you were treating them badly, you weren't talking nice, you were uh, belligerent and mm-hmm. short-tempered. We think that there's got to be some sort of a, of a mental health issue, medical issue. So we're going to put you effective immediately on a, on a medical leave of absence. So you're gone on a medical leave of absence and, and go get some treatment and let us know once you've gotten the treatment uh, and, and, and uh, then we'll talk to you. So uh, shocked, uh, and he, he goes off, he speaks to his doctor, his doctor says, as far as I'm concerned, you're fine, and he gets a note from a doctor saying right. he can come back to work, there's nothing wrong with him, let him back. Company responds and says, uh, that's not good enough for us, we want you to see an independent doctor that we're going to pay for an evaluation, and that's when he calls me. Uh, and so what I told him is, well, first of all, a company can't decide that you go on a medical leave. <laughs> that doesn't work that way. Now, if you've done certain things in the workplace that are wrong, maybe they can discipline you. They can take measures to correct the behavior, uh, but they can't decide that you're sick. If there's concerns about your ability to do the job, they can ask your doctor to provide a clearance to do right. the work, but they can't put you on a medical leave, number one. Number two, once you are on a medical leave, if your doctor clears you to return to work, they can't decide that's not good enough. They can't decide, no, no, we are not going to believe your doctor. We want to speak to another doctor. It doesn't work that way. The lesson here, you, you may not find yourself in exactly that situation, but you may find yourself in a situation where the company doesn't want to let you come back to work after, after a medical leave. Remember, it's your doctor that decides. If your doctor says you're ready to return to work, the company can't question that. The company can't get another opinion. You have a right to go back. So in this situation for this gentleman, that's a termination now. Right. By their conduct, they've terminated him. There's also human rights issues, and I'm going to help them uh, get those resolved. Now, the company can only really uh, demand to see one of their own doctors if you're on, say, a long-term disability uh, situation. That's different, right? Well, and it's, that's not even the company. That's the insurance company. Right. The insurance company, exactly. whether it's you know, Manulife, Great West Life, whatever, Yes, the insurance company that's paying you disability benefits can have you see whatever doctors sure. they deem appropriate, but that's not the employer. The employer doesn't get to decide to, to have you see another doctor in order for them to decide whether they want to take you back to work. It doesn't work that way. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lines are wide open. We'd love to hear from you here on the Employment Hour on a Wednesday night right up till 8 o'clock. Bring on your questions. Standing by to talk to you. Lots more coming up. Talk Radio, AM 640. Oh, yeah. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on cell. It's the number 715 Wednesday night. Love talking to you. Right to it. Charles here in Toronto. Good evening, Charles. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Good, pal. What's your concern? Um, here's a, um, I was with a company for 17 years. Um, at the time that uh, um, I was dismissed, um, I was making over $150,000 a year. Um, I was put on a uh, six-month uh, uh, temporary leave of absence. Um, while I was on that temporary leave of absence, um, I was fired. Um, and 
there was um, a, a health issue involved, um, and my severance um, was fifteen thousand dollars. Wow. Okay. Well, well let, let's take this one step at a time, Charles. The leave of absence. Uh, what did you go on it? Did they ask you to go on it? What was that all about? No, they 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 told me to go on it. Why? Pardon me. Why? Um. Why? Yeah. It was. I had a substance abuse issue. Okay. So you were seeking some treatment for that. Um. Yes, I was. Now, when they let you go, what did they? What reason did they give you? Um. The reason that they um gave me was uh, primarily um lack of proper representation of the of the company um i was i i worked in um in uh, sales for this for this organization and for eight is 16 out of the 17 years i was either number one or number two of production um and and so that's what the unusual behavior is what they is what hmm. they okay and the the severance that they paid you the 15,000 did you sign something for it yes i did okay uh, and how big a company is this? How many people? Um, I would think uh, probably uh, 200, uh, 300 people. Okay. And offices in the States, um, right across Canada. And remind me, sorry, how many years did you work there, Charles? 17. 17, okay. Well, it's quite possible, Charles, that the 15000 that you received is less than even your minimum entitlements under the Employment Standards Act, which means that even if you sign the document, that document may not be, may not, may not matter, may not be enforceable. My concern here is that document, because I can tell you, someone in your situation, and, and how old are you, Charles? Uh, now? Yes. Uh, and here's the other little parts of it. This, this happened um, about eight years ago. Okay. So unfortunately, we can't do anything about it. There's a two-year limitation period. I wish I would have talked to you at least six years ago uh, because you could have been noted potentially 18 months pay based on your $150,000 a year. So unfortunately, we, we're stuck now. We can't do anything about it. Lesson here, John, for everyone, all our listeners, do not do not sign any severance letters. I mean, potentially, this, this could have cost uh, Charles $250,000. Right. Timing is of the essence as well, right? Get on it when you get, get that. Get on it right away. Yeah. We'll get to uh, Fred here quickly. Hey, Fred, how are you? Hi, how's it going? Good, sir. What's happening with you? Well, um, my question is, is more theoretical. So, um, basically, our company was bought out by a larger American company uh, last year. And you always worry about what happens if they decide they're going to move things south of the border. Right. So when they bought out the company, just a little while before they bought out the company, we were ready to re-sign our our uh, letters, you know, when you start off and it says details what your employment is about and how many weeks of severance you would get, which limits us to two weeks per year. Okay. Right? So is that still valid after the new company took over? So because they said they bought us whole hog. They didn't give us new uh, offers of employment when the new company took over. So the agreements that you signed was with the previous company? Correct. So, yeah, so generally the way it works is if the agreement was with the previous company, that let's say call it Company X, you now work with Company Y, that means that the agreements are not going to be enforceable in most of these situations. Therefore, if you're let go, okay, uh, the company still obviously has to pay you severance and they, they would have to account for the years you had with the previous companies. Uh, company, and there's nothing limiting your entitlements. Now, for me to say for sure, I'd still want to see 
the agreement. There's ways where a company can make the agreement binding on a on a future company. So I still would want to see it. But the general rule is when the sale of a business, you'd have to sign a contract with a new company in order for that be, to be enforceable. So you know, if you want peace of mind, send me a copy of that document. Let me take a look at it because obviously you'd want to know what you'd be owed in the event that something happened and you lost your job. Okay. Thanks, I, I just like to say... You know, um, I've been listening to you guys for a while. When I was young and foolish, I wish I had listened to you guys because I had a problem. Now that I'm old and more knowledgeable, I hope I never need you, but... Thanks. I like listening to your show. Thanks, Fred. Fred, appreciate that. And the number moving forward, uh, 1-855-821-5900. You need to call Lior or email him that uh, document, simply Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Frank, I see you there. We'll uh, take a quick uh, quick break here. More of your phone calls on the way, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. That's the number, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Would love to hear from you right till 8 o'clock tonight. It is 725 on your Wednesday evening. Lior here, primed and ready to go, answering more of your phone calls. Hey, uh, Frank, thanks for hanging in through the break. How are you? Hi, how are you? Good, sir. What's your concern? Okay, uh, I was working for a company for seven, eight years, and uh, they closed down. It was five of us working inside there. It was a restaurant. Yep. And uh, each employee was there like 20 years, 30 years, 15 years. I was the last one, seven years. And uh, when he sold the restaurant, none of us got any kind of uh, severance pay. Now, Frank, when he sold the restaurant, did you continue working with the new owner? No. no. You didn't, so you lost your job? Yeah. Okay. So well, we were, un- were unemployed for, well, I was unemployed for, for a whole year. So when did this happen, Frank? How long ago? Five years ago. Five years. So, so I'm going to give you the same bad news I gave to a, a caller earlier on the show, and that is you, you and, and your colleagues are out of time. There's a two-year limitation period. Uh, of course, you'd be owed severance. You, you probably would be owed you know, easily six, eight, nine months pay. Your colleagues potentially as much as two years pay if they've worked there 20 or, or, or more right. years. Uh, so th- there's no legal way to let you and your colleagues go without severance. Uh, so what the company did is completely illegal. The unfortunate part, we're out of time now to pursue it. So there's really nothing that can be done, Frank. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Again, moving forward, time is of the essence. You got two years, and you know, act on it if something like this goes down, right? You know, John, this is the second call today. Uh, you know, it's seven twenty-seven. It's the second call we've had from someone that would have had significant entitlements, but is out of time. Right. I get calls, emails like that every single day, several times a day, uh, seven days a week from people that, that want to know their rights and unfortunately find out they're out of time. So please, please don't let that happen to you. If you lost your job, if you're concerned about an entitlement, you know, you're dealing with a human rights matter, a harassment, a constructive dismissal, give me a call. Don't sit on that. Don't find out down the road that you had entitlements and now they've expired. Which is why the last four years we've been hammering the show home. People are starting to wake up and starting to realize, right? It's, uh, you know, you need to know. You need to know. That's why we're here. We've been doing this for four and a half years. We're going to keep doing this to inform and educate. Give me a call. Call me on the show. Call me in the office. Email me. We make it easier to for people to get that information. Uh, don't wait. That number, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale, talking about the commandments of termination and employment. Here's a good one. In fact, this uh, kind of relates to what we talked about each and every show. Thou shall not sign an employment agreement that limits, limits your severance. Yeah. For, you know, I, I spoke with an employer uh, earlier today. Day, uh, nice guy, and I said, you know, as an employer, the, the best thing you can do is to have a, a proper, good employment agreement. But now I'm going to forget that. I'm going to talk to employees. If I'm talking to employees, I'm going to say the exact opposite. 
the the best thing for the employee is to not have an employment agreement. I'd much rather you start working on a handshake yeah. or have something written on the back of a napkin, frankly. Uh, I'd much rather you have that if as an employee. Why? Because one of the terms that the employer can put in the employment agreement is a term that limits your future severance. And a term like that could literally cost you tens and tens of hundreds uh, of thousands of dollars. Uh, so you have to be very careful about that. You don't want to just accept something without understanding what you're accepting. You don't want to necessarily just focus on you know what the salary is, what the bonus is, how much vacation am I getting. There's other 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 things you have to look out for, including are you giving up tens of thousands of dollars in future severance? So you have to be careful about that. Uh, employers are starting to understand that there's ways around severance, mm-hmm. including an unemployment agreement. So be careful now. The last comment I'll make on that is if you did sign an employment agreement that limits your severance and you lost your job and your employer is saying, well, you know, under this agreement, we only have to pay you four weeks or whatever it is, still give me a call. In some situations, quite often actually, we may have ways to get around that agreement. So don't necessarily give up just because you've signed it. We may still be able to get around it and get you your full severance. But ideally, you want to address that when you first accept the job to negotiate proper terms. And if there's something there that limits future severance, be mindful and potentially approach the employer and try to negotiate out of it. The commandments of termination, more of those on the way. We'll take a quick break here. Uh, the phone line's wide open. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Have employment concerns, severance concerns, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lots more of the employment hour coming right up until... 8 o'clock tonight, 7.33, Employment Hour. Give us a call. Phone lines are open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. In the meantime, we're talking about the commandments of termination. Next one, thou shall not leave a secure job, only to be on probation in another job. Do I really need to explain why that is, John? <laughs> right. Shouldn't that be obvious? Think about yeah. this scenario. So I have a, a job. I'm doing well. I'm not looking to leave. You know, make good money. I've been there for a while. I have seniority. And a new company comes and, and works hard to convince me to leave. Yeah. Uh, we want you. We think you're the, the great guy for our, our position. You're going to uh, have great opportunities here. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful position. Eventually, they wear me down and fine. Okay, I'll join you. Oh, and by the way, we're going to put you on probation, Leon. Well, wait a second. Why? You just came to me to convince me to leave my secure job that I wasn't looking to leave, and now I'm going to be on probation? Obviously, I like the cut of my jib. What's the problem Well, here? yeah, what's going on here? <laughs> but, but it goes beyond that. Other than the fact that it doesn't make logical sense, why don't you want to be on probation? Well, here's the thing. If your employer comes to you, uh, or a new prospective employer comes to you and convinces you to leave uh, uh, a job, well, and then they, you leave that job, and down the road they let you go. Well, you may actually be entitled to enhanced severance that accounts for your previous service. So if you had 10 years with the previous company, this new company came, convinced you to leave, you worked them for a year, they let you go. You actually may be considered to be an 11-year employee for severance purposes, but not if you agree to be on probation. So if you agree to be on probation, clearly there should be no credit for for past service. So it's a very, very bad idea. If you're going to leave a secure job, you have the ability to negotiate. You have some leverage. Don't agree to be on probation. Don't agree to a term in your employment agreement that limits future severance. Don't do that. May as well stay the position that you're at. Uh, Bad idea. Sometimes you may join a company thinking, you know, everything's going to be great and for whatever reason, things may not work out. You may see diff- not see eye to eye with the perspective with the new employer. 
Bad idea to be on probation. Never, ever leave a secure job to be on probation with a new company. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Joanne, good evening. Hi. How are you? Not bad. Yourself? I'm okay. What's going on with you tonight? What's your question? I'd just like to know if there's a standard for how much vacation time you get after so many years. Hmm. So the minimum in Ontario, Joanne, is two weeks of vacation time, okay? Uh, so it's two weeks, and it doesn't change with the number of years. So it's two weeks, whether you've worked there for a year or for uh, 50 years. Uh, do you have a specific concern? Well, no, I just wanted to know. Yeah. get more after, like, 10 years, after 20 years? So some companies have policies that they say, you know, after X amount of years, we're going to increase it by a day, by a week, and that's fine. But as long as they give a minimum of two weeks vacation, then the law says that's fine. Okay, great. Thanks, Joanne. Can it be vacation pay or has to be time off? So uh, there's two two components. The company has to give actual time off work, Mm -hmm. so two weeks. And they also have to compensate by way of vacation pay, which at a minimum is 4% of your earnings. So usually uh, that coincides. So you you get your 4% when you take the vacation Uh. days. So, but it doesn't have to be that way. Some companies would pay you vacation pay on every check. So when you actually take the days off, you don't get directly paid for it because you've already received vacation pay, but you have to get 4% off vacation pay and two weeks off as vacation time a year. We're talking about the commandments of termination. Now shall not file a complaint. Uh-oh, the Ministry of Labor. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that is the big one. If, yeah. if we, we can literally just stop after this one because, <laughs> because this is the big one as far as I'm concerned. You cannot, should not ever file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor. Remember, we're talking about termination of employment. Yeah. So as it relates to termination of employment, you cannot and should not file a complaint. Number one, the Ministry of Labor, as we've said before, can only help you get a small portion of your full entitlements, your minimum entitlements. So that's problem number one. But it gets worse. Once you file that complaint with the Ministry of Labor, you can't delete it. You can't get out of it. You're stuck in that process. So you file a complaint, you've worked for the company for uh, seven years, uh, and you file a complaint because you lost your job without compensation. The best the Ministry of Labor can do, the best, is get you seven weeks pay. Well, whereas if if your full entitlements could be as much as eight months pay, nine months pay, 12 months pay. But uh, by filing that complaint, you can't say, well, okay, well, I'm just going to hire a lawyer to help me get my full entitlements. Once you file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor, you're stuck. You can't withdraw it. So it's a very, very bad idea. Do not file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor if you lost your, jo- your job. No exceptions. Talking about the commandments of termination, listen to these closely. Thou shall not resign unless completely voluntary. That's right. And, and that's another one of those things that should be obvious because by definition, John, a resignation is voluntary. A resignation is something that the employee does unilater- unilaterally and voluntarily. The moment someone tells you to resign, that's no longer a resignation. Someone told you to do it. A lot of people think that they have no choice but to resign in some situations. Oh, they're going to fire me, so I better resign. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, uh, they're, they're threatening me, so I better resign. Do not resign ever. There's, it's never better to resign, right. okay, ever. So do not resign unless you want to, unless you've decided you don't want to work for the company. If someone makes you resign, tells you to resign, you say no. Let them let you go so we can get you severance. Oftentimes, if you resign, it may make it more difficult to get that severance. We'd have to show that you had no choice but to resign. If a company wants you to resign, if they're threatening you, give me a call, but you always want to say no. We'll slide in a quick call here. Roberto, good, good evening. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's your concern, Leora's there? Well, 
an employer, and uh, my question is, is that when I first started my business, I wasn't very smart at it. I just kind of learning as I was going, but now we're becoming more successful, and uh, I like paying my employees, but I'm not sure I'm doing it correctly, to be honest. Um, we kind of work on based on sales and internet sales, and whenever anyone, whenever we get an order, kind of everyone falls into action, but most of the time they're all just sort of waiting around. It's it's so hard. I'm kind of paying everybody based on sales right now, but I'm afraid that I'm not doing it right. It, it's it? possible. I mean, it, it certainly, uh, it's you know, you, you have certain obligations, certain minimum obligations. You you have to pay people for, uh, for example, at least at least minimum wage. So uh, you know, if if someone works minimum for you, wage. what's that? Go ahead. Minimum wage for us kind of works out. Like, I pay them very well whenever we get an order. And that's kind of the thing. It's like you only really work when you get one. Okay. And, um, so when we, whenever, when we do get one, everybody gets paid well. So I don't know how to really structure that out on a minimum wage basis. So, Roberto, you know, I mean, we, we need to sit down. I want to understand a bit more about your business, how you operate it, what the people do, the types of jobs that we're talking about. Uh, depending on the industry, there's different rules that apply to different industry, and we have flexibility to, to structure things in certain ways. We would want to probably have proper employment agreements that address a lot of these issues. So th- these are discussions we need to have, and, and it's not going to be a 30-second discussion. So I would encourage you very strongly, because you want to stay on the right side of the law, mm-hmm. give me a call. We'll sit down for an hour, get some information, and, and have a plan to make sure that you comply with your obligations both now and in the future. Roberto, that number, one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 Taking a short break here. We'll get more of your phone calls on the air. You'll want to call through and talk to Lior right up till 8 o'clock tonight. That would be uh, that would be excellent. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Employment hour continues here in just a moment. Yeah, I still got lots of time. You want to give us a call? We'd love to hear from you. Got open lines to... Uh, Talk to you, answer your questions. Doug, calling in from uh, Mr. and Mrs. Saga. How are you doing, Dougie? What's up? Hey, what's going on? Good, pal. What's your concern? I have a question. I work for a family company in regard, and uh, basically I've been more or less threatened to have my pay uh, structure altered to a commission base where I'm currently on a base salary. Right. And uh, do you, did they give you a date? Is that is it's a done deal or, or, or no, not no, yet? No, no, it's, it's more of a rant, but it's an ongoing <laughs> rant. Right, again, <laughs> family company, Yippee-Dio. Yeah, I hear you. Some days are bad, but um, is that legal? So, from a, le- a legal standpoint, it's absolutely not legal. Uh, a okay. company cannot. Uh, put you on, or, or make you change from salary to commission, even if it's a good deal. You know, even if the potential is there to make uh, good money, even better money. Obviously, right. it's very different to be in a salary and, and commission. You know, there's a level of risk that comes with being on commission. So, yeah. no, they cannot do that unilaterally. Absolutely not. Therefore, if it turns to reality instead of just a rant, you'll have a choice to make. The choice is you can accept it and go on commissions if that's what you want, or you absolutely can treat that as a constructive dismissal, 100%, and you could uh, leave with compensation and severance. How long have you been there, Doug? Uh, About 22 years. Wow, okay. And how old are you? Uh, 49. So you're probably looking at right around 18 months pay. I Mm -hmm. mean, 18 months severance is what you'd be owed. Uh, so if and when that happens, if they, if and when they say now, now we mean it. Effective Monday, uh, you're uh, you're on uh, on commission. At that point, before you quit, before you do anything, give me a call. But no, mm-hmm. they do not have a right to do this, Doug. 
Question number two for you, if I may, if you don't have too many sure. followers. Yep. Um, how does one ascertain, because in the in the background, I'm somewhat of a partner yep. okay. in the company. Yep. How does one ascertain the value of a company for, like, say, hypothetically, if I am deemed a third of the company? How does one ascertain mm. the actual true value of the company? Yeah, you, you need to hire an actuary or, or, or someone that specializes in, in business valuation, and they look at, at various numbers and stats, and you know, from from sales to all kinds of other numbers, to to determine the, the value of uh, of your uh, of your share. So it's yeah. not something that you know you, you take sales multiplied by two, and no, it's, no. <laughs> it, there's a number of factors that go into that, and there's people that specialize in valuating and, and, and valuing businesses. Gotcha. Cool. Thanks, Dougie. Appreciate that. Mary, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, I'm good, thanks. Good. What's your concern? My concern is that I'm a unionized employee, and I don't feel that I'm treated. I'm being treated fairly by my employer. In fact, I feel like they're trying to do a constructive dismissal. Right. And the union, I'm with a, the local of a very large and well-known union, um, they seem to be doing everything to assist management and not really offering unbiased advice. Okay, so Mary, first of all, the, the, the concept of constructive dismissal doesn't really exist in a unionized environment. It's either the company is doing something that they're allowed to do uh, under the collective agreement or something that they're not allowed to do. If it's something that they're not allowed to do, the only remedy at that point is for the union to file a grievance. Uh, and that's up to the union, and there's no ability to do anything to prevent the company from doing something Aside from uh, going through the union, you have to go through the union. And what you've just said to me now, I've had many people say that they feel that the union is not necessarily really helping them. Uh, and, and maybe the union's even supporting the company. The unfortunate part of that is if the union won't help you, there's really no other remedy. That's probably the biggest problem of being part of a union. You, you have to live and die by the union, with the union. And, and if they won't help you, there's really no other recourse. Yeah. I just, uh, it's really frustrating when you pay $1,000 a year in sure. union dues. Yeah. You feel like the union is just not, uh, I, I don't know, they're, they're not really offering any options whatsoever. You know, I, oftentimes what I find with, with union is unions that they're, they're, they're playing the political game. In other words, they, we're going to want something from the company uh, next week, so we don't want to upset them by talking yeah. about Mary's matter. So, so that's right. kind of their, their consideration, which is not right. Uh, but unfortunately, no. that's kind of the part of the, or the problem of being part of a union. So all I could do is, is, is encourage you to speak to the union, and hopefully you can get them to help you. There's really no other recourse. And again, like you've said so many times in the show before, even if you wanted to, you can't help union people. No, 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 no lawyer can. No lawyer can ever help unionized employees. By law, the only one allowed to help unionized employees is the union. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. A few minutes left to go in this show, this hour, this night. You want to give us a call, this would be the time to do it, the employment hour. Talk radio, AM640. few minutes to go here on your Wednesday night. Reminder, the weekend shows after this, and of course, Monday nights as well at 7 o'clock, the employment hour all over this radio station. Get to uh, David while he's talking a few minutes. Hey, David, good evening. Good evening. What's your concern, pal? Yeah, I have a friend that used to work for a company for almost 20 years, two months shy of 20 years. Uh, his job entailed him driving. 
but he, he had lost his driver's license and didn't declare it to his employer right away. And when he did declare to his employer that he had a suspended driver's license, uh, he was terminated. And the employer used words like frustrated of cause and termination with cause and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Is he entitled to anything after 20 years of work or anything? I, no, unfortunately, I, I don't think so, David. I mean, he if he can't do the actual job because of the license, that is a frustration of contract. And also, by actually not telling his employer and, and continuing to work, he also put his employer at risk. So that would be cause. So unfortunately, in this situation, it doesn't sound like he would get anything. He, he probably did something he shouldn't have done. Roger, good evening. How are you, pal? Good. How are you doing? Good. What's your concern? Um, I have a question. My employer has presented a letter to me mm-hmm. indicating that they want to change the pay structure from completely salaried to half salary and half commission. Right. Uh, and, um, yeah, go ahead. They've given us um, a date to respond to as well. And how how long do you have to consider this? Um, till the end of the month. Okay. Uh, they do not have a right to do that. I was telling a previous caller, uh, they can't change your salary or, or your compensation that way. So you have an option, which is to sit, to accept it, of course, and you can say yes if that's what you decide. But you can also say no, and if they impose it. So one thing to say is simply say, no, thanks, guys. I want to stay the way I am. Uh, if they back off, great. If they don't back off, they say, well, too bad. We're doing it anyway. Then at that point, uh, that you you, ha- you can treat that as a constructive dismissal and leave with severance. How long have you worked there, Roger? Uh, seven years. So you, you'd obviously be looking at probably eight months pay or somewhere along there, potentially more. But please, uh, you know, I'll, I'll leave you with these comments. Do not do anything or even respond until I talk to you because I, I want to find out a bit more information. And I also want to see a copy of any employment agreement that you may have signed when you started working. So before you actually respond to them, say yes or no, let's you and I talk off air so we make sure we have our I's dotted and T's crossed. Okay. All right, Roger, that number is one 821 5900 And finally, we'll get to uh, Maria. Hi, Maria. Oh, hi. How are you? Good. What's your concern? Um, okay, so our company is currently uh, either going to wind down uh, because we've run out of money. Um, so an- another company ha- is basically giving us a lifeline where they're going to take over the company, clean out the creditors uh, with, you know, either offering them shares or some sort of right. percent. Um, and then... Uh, sorry, t- take them over and then make it a clean shell so that they can put their company into it. Um, they've offered me an employment agreement, but I've been there almost 20 years, and I don't think my tenure will continue. Like, essentially, I'd be starting with a new company from day one. So I just want to know what my rights are before I sign the employment agreement. I want to see that employment agreement, Maria, because it's possible that by way of that employment agreement, they may try to get rid of some or all of your prior service. And that, obviously, that's not a good thing. So yeah, I, I understand that that's what they're doing because they said I'd have to sign a release. So let me see. Yeah, well, that that's not something you want to sign. But again, before you sign or even not sign, I actually right. want to see the documents. Okay, because okay. so, I I don't want to advise you on a document that I haven't seen. So let me see the document, and then we can decide exactly what to do. And I can explain to you what it means. And I wouldn't wait on this. I understand there's probably timing is an issue. Yeah, it's very quick. Well, I'm in the office all day tomorrow. Contact me then. Let's do that. Maria, that number is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine.
1-800-848-9900. Uh, finally, got last uh, 30 seconds, severance pay calculator. Take it home. If you lost your job, you want to know how much you're owed. I've asked a few people these questions already. Go to severancepaycalculator.com, input your age, position, and the length of employment. Find out now, even if you're just curious, severancepaycalculator.com. Till next time, my friend, the weekend, and of course, Monday and Wednesday night, 7 o'clock here, the Employment Hour, Talk Radio, AM 640.